Ooh. We made it. I'm Drew here with my little sis, Ashley, and best friend, Derek. And we just got back from December 14th, 1984. The past. Ashley, why? Well, each week we travel back in time to the best year ever. 1984. To watch whatever movie just hit theaters. And maybe fall in love. So maybe. (laughs) Ashley, tell us about the guy you met. Back in 1984. Blushing. Um, well, he's very sweet. Uh, <laughs> now I'm gonna turn all rosy. Um, his name is well, he doesn't really have a name, but he's mm. very bright and I enjoy his company. But now that I'm back in present day, it's a little harder. He's old. Yeah, not as great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why you should have dated a uh I mean a dated a, a baby. <laughs> but you should have befriended, yeah, a baby or yeah. <laughs> At least a, a young teen. Um, <laughs> so I guess it'll never work. <laughs> no, it's the timing's just off because it's, yeah, with the 30 year gap, it's tough. Maybe to... I should just stay back in 84. Maybe he's well, worth it. You had that option. Yeah, he wasn't worth it. Okay. Well, <laughs> enough about. I hope he never hears this. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's too old to understand podcast. Enough about that. Um, let's find out what movie we saw. In 1977, Voyager 2 was launched into space, inviting all life forms in the universe to visit our planet. In 1984, someone accepted our invitation. Get ready. Company's coming. John Carpenter's <laughs> Starman. Get ready. Company's coming this Friday to a near you. It's like a good holiday movie. Yeah, company's in case you coming. didn't know, company's coming. Um, so we watched Starman, rated PG for mild language, implied sex, and light violence. Pretty clearly implied. I I yeah, found I that description before watching the movie, and it's it's, it's sex. It's not just implied. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're looking at the poster for John Carpenter, Starman, and neon blue, uh, writing. Then you'll see a terrible Photoshop of of Jeff Bridges and Karen Allen um, looking at the palm of his hand where he's holding one of his glowing magic balls, which we'll talk more <laughs> about later. Um, it's an okay poster. It's very the the way they uh, imposed the actors onto the scene is pretty distracting. But nonetheless, um, let's give a quick synopsis ashley can you sum this movie up in 15 seconds or less no i could do like 30 i'll do 15 but it's i'm gonna try to make it more detailed like you told me to so it's gonna go past 15 but i'm gonna try my best i had it set to seven seconds no 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 (laughs) let's get some deets all right 15 ready you reset it okay ready go aliens receive a message from earth so starman goes to visit his spacecraft is shot down by the air force and he lands in wisconsin he chooses to change his light form and inhabit a woman's dead husband's body they go on an adventure to reunite starman with his friends in space before time's run, time runs out and the government kills him that's Just all barely enough time Ooh, yeah right. good thing yes. i changed on my onesie i was sweating that was you gonna <laughs> you were gonna get beamed up if you didn't finish in time i know <laughs> but that was that was pretty good that, that was, was good. Really good wisconsin yeah. It is an important detail. Um, and they're heading to Arizona. So our, our friend Oliver uh, repping Wisconsin and Derek repping AZ. Arizona. AZ, so. baby. Uh. You go on a road trip. One thing that I just noticed from the trailer that we heard is that they sent the, the, the golden record into space to communicate with aliens yeah. only um, seven years earlier than the movie. For some reason, I thought it was like way earlier. So, I mean, it only took seven years for them to make contact. And then and they that, had a vinyl record player to play it. It was technically like anodized steel, mm. but it was just a fancy looking record. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, Ashley, what was your backstory with Starman or perhaps Jeff Carpenter movies? Jeff Carpenter or John Carpenter? John Carpenter would be his. Wow, I've never heard Drew make that mistake before. That's a big mistake. Wow, don't delete this. Um, Um, That's that's what his friends call him. Yeah, shot to Jeff. Um, I don't have any backstory really with John Carpenter. 
So pretty much nothing. But with Jeff Bridges, um, Big Lebowski, yeah. basically, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Big and man. he's a stud in the 80s, which I didn't know. I had no idea what he looked like. How old was he in this movie? Like in real life? Mm, I can tell you in a second. Okay. Um, for me, this movie is the one John Carpenter movie I hadn't seen. I just didn't like really have it on my my radar for whatever reason. Um, from the time Halloween came out in 1978 till you know 84 and beyond, Carpenter was like putting out one awesome movie uh, a year. Um, after another, The Fog, Escape from New York, The Thing, Christine, and then Starman, <laughs> all in that span um, after Halloween. So I love all of those movies. Um, I've rewatched The Thing this week uh, after this, just to kind of cover both sides of of his stylistic range. Um, and so, yeah, I'm happy to now have seen basically all of Carpenter's movies, as far as I know. Did you watch They Live? Yes, I, I, I mean, watch I've watched that. it. I didn't watch it this week, but I've seen yeah. It. And um, Jeff Bridges was thirty-five. Okay, so he's not exactly young, but Ooh he's la la younger than me. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, he was fit. We don't have to harp too much on how attractive he was or not, but he didn't like one hundred percent do it for me. I don't. I, I don't know. Mm. Mm, yeah, I don't know where you come from, true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, teach their own. Derek, what was your backstory? I I've ne- maybe I've heard about this film before, but um, no backstory aside from David Bowie's song uh, with the same title, Starman. Yeah. The every time I've googled this, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of the rare cases where something else comes up before the movie, so you have to put movie after the the search term to get good results. Let's talk about the characters and um, pick ones for ourselves and choose your character. Ashley, who we got? All right. So these are some of the main main characters throughout the movie. So the leads were Jeff Bridges, who plays, who's Scott Hayden, which is the, which is Karen Allen's dead husband's body, but he's really just star man. And then there's Karen Allen as Jenny Hayden. And then the secondary characters are Mark Sherman, the scientist, George Fox, the NSA director, Major Bell, the major, um, <laughs> the roadhouse waitress, and then a deer hunter. Those yeah. are the main characters throughout. <laughs> yeah, there's more, but those are those are the kind of the interesting players. Um, Ashley, which character is calling to you? I want to be the scientist. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> of his hair? That's it. Uh, yeah, his hair is great. Uh, but no, he genuinely has a good heart. And he let, not to ruin anything, but I guess it's, it came out in 84. It's fine. Spoiler. Um, but he lets Jeff, Jeff Bridges and Karen Allen go so that he can reunite with his star family. So. Yeah, he's subcontracted by the government. And of course, like any good science fiction movie or like horror movie from this time, the government is like... Uh, being very secretive and wanting to probably capture Starman and study him or interrogate him and the scientist um, who's just kind of like, tell us how we're introduced to this character. I think this is what makes him the most interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he, he's drinking a beer watching. What was he watching? Drew? Basketball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Old school basketball yeah. with like the old school graphics on the TV. Well, yeah, it's 1984. It is. Yeah. Old, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> he's watching. He's watching uh, games from the 50s. Live. Yeah. He's yeah. watching. <laughs> you think he's going to be kind of a fuck up. Like he grabs yeah. he grabs a beer. He like um, his apartment's really messy. He like just shoves a bunch of uh, trash off of like a stand um, beside the couch and puts his beer down and then gets the phone call and is like, you know, I think he maybe like had money on the game. It seemed like and anyway, he was. um. Yeah, maybe he was also waiting seven years for that call. Yeah, <laughs> well, but as soon as kind of I mean, as soon as as soon as he got the call, he like uh, leapt into action mm-hmm. um, and was uh, on the case. Yeah. Derek, who's calling to you? Ooh, la la. <laughs> so Karen Allen as Jenny Hayden. Mm hmm. She was wearing some jeans and cowboy boots, and I just that gets me. So that's I'm playing that character. Cowboy boots. She drove a Mustang. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Freckles. Babe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bit huge babe. Dang. Good with a good with a gun. Um, pretty, pretty like uh confident and in yeah, control for it starts out with her um her introduction is watching old uh home movies drinking a bunch of wine it's a pretty it's it might sound like cliche but it was a pretty subtle way to introduce the fact that she's clearly like um sad that that she's lost this person and so she like passes out from from drinking when uh starman's spaceship arrives and she kind of sleeps through the, <laughs> the crash <laughs> Um, and then, so she wakes up to a naked star man in her living room that looks morphing. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. So <laughs> mm-hmm. for yeah. my character, I'm going to go with the roadhouse waitress because, um, for the eighties and like a pre, a pre me to time period, there's like this awkward, um, exchange between, uh, Derek, Derek's character and the Jeff Bridges character, like in public, where it seems like she's kidnapped. I mean, she is kidnapped effectively. And so her plan is to ditch him and get on a bus and and kind of like at this point, she's going to leave him with the keys and they've become close enough to where she doesn't want him to, to like, you know, screw him over, but she still wants to escape. Um, so the waitress is like facilitate helping facilitate that and 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 just like standing up for her. So, well, um, now that we've got our characters, I'm the waitress. I don't know how much more she'll come up. Ashley <laughs> is um, the scientist and Derek is Jenny. She'll definitely come up more. Um, yep. Let's do some highlights from the movie. So much to do. So little time to fall in love. Look up. Company's coming. John Carpenter's Starman. Yeah, so that's just a little clip from the trailer to kind of set the mood for what this ultimately is, a love story. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Unlike Carpenter's other genre films that, that span, you know, sci-fi, horror, action, this, this is pretty clearly a romance. Um, and it's PG, which is, is sort of makes it an outlier in um, most of his career as well. So Ashley, I think you might've had some strong opinions on this movie. I'm guessing that, you know, that would be tied to whether it was effective or not as a romance. So go for it. (laughs) No. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. I wanted to get into this. And in my mind, it was more of sci-fi. And then I started watching. I was like, oh, it's more love. And I couldn't. I don't know. I just wanted more like aliens and more like cool things happening and like shape shifting or something more sci-fi and less lovey. So I wasn't maybe I wasn't in the right frame of ma- frame of mind. And since we've watched it, I'm not like okay, like I enjoyed it, but yeah, the love the love story didn't really didn't really do it for me. Sorry, Derek. I know <laughs> you're disappointed. <laughs> it's it really is. Um... It looks so different than his other movies, which are more spec- exactly what you're describing. They're more spectacle or mm-hmm. in the case of Halloween or something, it's just pure like uh, dread and, and, and terror as this person's like, you know, stalking everyone in, in the movie. Um, and they're like really atmospheric, really about kind of like the the music and the tone. And this movie is about the relationship of the two main characters. I, uh, if, if I wanted to just compare it to his other works, that would probably make it, that would be, you know, unfair to mm-hmm. it. Um, but as, if we're just looking at it compared to like maybe other romance movies, I appreciate the fact that it's got like the sci-fi component on top of the um, romance component. It leads to some interesting like basically the whole the whole movie is him learning how to be a human and her falling more in love with him as it goes on like well they have this like theory of emotional trauma being able to um transfer from generation to generation basically in your dna so that would be consistent with some science as we know it uh what 
what I thought was so cool about their or about the setup, um, which uh, everything Ashley wanted from this movie, you do get in the very beginning um, mm-hmm. in terms of seeing um, Jeff Daniel, Jeff Bridges uh, look through a, a photo <laughs> album, like do some kind of 3D scan from a picture mm-hmm. and then and then conveniently find the hair as well. Um, and so <laughs> then you see a baby on the floor. Disturbing. Um, to say the least, she's like, she had had a lot to drink. So maybe she thinks she's dreaming or not sure, uh, if what she's seen is real. Cause it's so uh, insane. Um, but the stretching of the baby into a full grown, uh, adult that will eventually by the end of the, the sequence look exactly like her husband is super well done, mm-hmm. um, holds up well, but just like what I think is cool about that setup is that there's never any, this isn't like, you could see a uh, a way of telling the story where he just shows up as her husband and she mm-hmm. has to like figure out that her husband come back from, not from the dead, but like come back somehow. Like she's, she knows he's an alien the whole time mm-hmm. because she saw the yeah. transformation take place. And then she gets to interact with him when he's still struggling to speak, when he's struggling to move naturally. She's not at all uh, into this this person at first, even though it looks like her husband. Mm-hmm. That's true. And then over time, she slowly falls for him. Yeah. Now, whether or not you buy that that like slow, you know, like I said, when she's at the diner, she's already started to like him a little. Like she tries to escape him several times because he's more or less holding her at gunpoint <laughs> um, and getting her to drive him from Wisconsin to to Arizona. Um, but as she gets to teach him like, you know, little patterns of speech, you know, what food is, <laughs> um, <laughs> what bo- bozo means. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you like all that? Um, kind I of did. Like learning stuff. I like that. I thought that was really interesting. And I liked yeah. the fact that he was just so open, I guess, to learning all about like the culture and her. I thought that was, I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it, especially when he's like in the diner and he's just like, he doesn't understand why you can't eat dessert first because like, why, yeah. like, why wouldn't you eat dessert first? And, and then he tries like, yeah, apple. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And then he tries apple pie and he's like, Oh, that is terrific. And I was just like, that's pretty cute. Like, yeah. I like that. Yeah, at that point they're they've traveled a little bit. So I'm not sure where they're at somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, yeah. He likes apple pie. He likes cobbler as well. I think he's just into dessert. He's a dessert person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I let's, let's talk about some of the other, like, the abilities he has as an alien being um can he do anything if he's not harnessing the power from one of his um silver handheld balls no i was trying to think of the other things but so how many balls did bridges have at the beginning he drops them on the floor i think it was like eight or nine if i had to guess it would yeah it would be funny if like the movie did a ball count (laughs) <laughs> and we're not just trying to say balls to be funny over and over um but it's just funny yeah um. <laughs> he had se- he had seven spheres oh cool and i mean do you, you want to talk about bridges performance or the love making scene first ashley i guess the performance <laughs> i guess <it's> related <laughs> um, yeah kind of, different kind of performance um <laughs> yeah so jeff Bridges' acting was very good yeah well describe like but weird. it was stilted and kind of um what well, he was supposed to be learning how to be a human so he walked like really upright and really herky-jerky um but you were saying that was based on like some pretty specific uh, yeah. method acting that he was doing so he studied ornithology which is like the science of birds and the behavior of birds um to prepare to prepare for his role um he particularly used the sudden jerky head movements amongst other nuances and mannerisms of birds for his character. Um, Bridges figured that the alien would not have human characteristics and being encased in a human body would act with base primitive and in- animal instincts. Jeff Bridges yeah. is the best. <laughs> Just throw that out there. He rules. <laughs> and he didn't choose like a um, wild boar or something right. like a, a, a <laughs> something crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has like a, he has a very gentle nature. One thing that, um, was interesting and the whole movie is kind of contrasting what an advanced civilization might be like versus what uh, our current 
civilization is like and he just that's why he doesn't understand you know why people would be mean to him at the diner mm-hmm. um, they've kind of evolved beyond uh beyond the destructive habits of humans but and that at the same time they've lost some of like the quirks and beauty and romance that make humans unique so common common themes when you're dealing with um alien movies but i think i think pretty effectively done um actually let's talk not about the conclusion but about the the you know prelude to the conclusion on on the train i don't want to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) it's sweet um they're fully in love at this point they're uh traveling by train because their car blew up when he drove into a fuel tanker and carried her out that was another ball use um Mm -hmm. he had to carry her out of the sphere sphere yeah um (laughs) balls are spheres by the way (laughs) spheres are balls yeah um so he walks out of the explosion and disappears into the woods and then they hop on a train um and because they got soaking wet have to warm up body heat yeah. one mm-hmm. thing leads to another and they do and next thing you know she's pregnant yeah with a, with star, a star baby, baby. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um you didn't that just didn't work for you i mean i don't know i don't know what it was i think i saw i like the whole movie i had the mindset like ooh, kind of it's gonna be like creepy sci-fi and so going into it i'm like oh more love okay that's not i just didn't sign up for it i don't know yeah well what's what's interesting is she had tried to have a husband with i mean a husband she tried, she tried to, to have a husband, have a husband with her husband died. <laughs> he tried but he died yeah um, she tried to have a baby uh, she tried to get pregnant with her late husband but she uh, her doctor said she was um sterile um, mm-hmm. or infertile i guess is what a woman yeah. is and so there's no use of protection when they make love on the train for various reasons but i thought they were just kissing but yeah so they definitely did have sex it is pg (laughs) she she consented to the the act of sex but yeah knowing knowing that he could like somehow um, use the sphere or one of his balls i don't know which ball but yeah all of the balls (laughs) to guarantee pregnancy but yeah he gives her the option for an instant um termination Mm-hmm. Uh, she chooses to keep the baby. He says that it's going to be a teacher. A te- yeah, he it's yeah. it's a it's a really cool speech. Um, and he gives her one of the last spheres to give to him, and he says that he'll know know what to do with it. Yeah, I thought I actually thought that was minus the love making part. I thought the aftermath of it was good. <laughs> I mean, it was a PG scene, so it wasn't mm-hmm. like you know steamy or anything. Um, all that's leading us to, like you said, the the scientist facilitates their escape, kind of gives them enough time to uh, uh, throw the other government agents off their trail and so that they can go to the rendezvous point for Jeff Bridges to um, get back on the alien ship. But of course, before he leaves, there's a very emotional uh, scene with him and Karen Allen where he learns the meaning of goodbye. And where I teared up. Tell me again how to say goodbye. Kiss me. And tell me you love me. I love you. He did it out of order. I'm gonna see you again, am I? Wait. No. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> no. For no. convenient reasons, but believable enough reasons, yeah, she can't go with him. She asks. I think she asks. If take she me can with go. you. And yeah. he says, says she'll die immediately. And vice versa. If he yeah. stays, he'll die. He's getting really weak um, at this point because all he's eaten is apple pie. Um, and, and, <laughs> and rhubarb, cobbler. presumably oh, for other reasons too. Yeah, he probably <laughs> snuck some rhubarb in there too. Yeah, uh, but not a very balanced diet, and also he probably can't survive on the Earth's atmosphere for much longer. So he gets beamed up. Um, she's left there, but she's got the star baby. Um, we'll talk later about 
the absolutely necessary sequel um, that, <laughs> that is yet to come. And uh, yeah, I mean, whether or not Ashley loved the movie, that's okay. It was thematically pretty powerful. Just yeah, a, a really optimistic uh, compared to something like The Thing or Halloween, <laughs> um, <laughs> the viewpoint that this movie has on human the human race is completely redeemed and optimistic. Like, obviously, there's bad characters in the movie, but the whole arc is that he learns that the flaws, you know, of a good person are what makes humans special. Um, and the flaws that this uh, advanced species is lacking from... Uh, primitive species such as the human race basically they're all the same like there's no yeah there's yeah. no ver variance from person to person in the advanced species it's it's probably a commentary like on people being you know too similar or you know not being individualist um, at the time when the movie came out and then you know just like celebrating the differences um of humans you know so I thought Aww. that it was a pretty powerful message. And Ashley, anything more you have on the movie? No. For now? <laughs> yeah. You feel bad about not liking it, huh? Well, I want to. I just, I, you know. You went so, in with so. expectations of it being like a sci-fi and not, yeah. not like a love not story. Not a love story. Yeah. yeah. You could watch every one of Carpenter's other movies from the 80s and, and potentially like it more, like them more. And yet mm -hmm. this one's still good. So um, quite a testament to his career. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick break from our discussion of Starman while we tune our dials to NR84 for new release radio. <laughs> this is where we give you a taste of what was happening this week back in 1984, starting with the hit tune. Applicable. The song you just heard was Stranger in Town by Toto, up one spot to number 31 on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of December 14th, 1984. Ashley, what's happening in the news or pop culture this week? All right. Well, the Soviet Union launches Vega One for a rendezvous with Paley's Comet. Hmm. <laughs> Ooh. There it is now. Yep. <laughs> it looks beautiful. Care to translate that? We did it. We have liftoff. Yeah, we did it. We have liftoff. We did it. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, live footage from the launch. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, what about the box office? What's it doing this week? Yeah, so last week's movie, Beverly Hills Cop, is still at number one with 11.5 million, down a modest 24%. Dune, the David Lynch adaptation, uh -huh. came out the same weekend as Starman and made six million. So it was actually the more successful sci fi movie of the weekend, but maybe not the best idea to have both of them launch the same at the same time. Um, the uh, Buddy P.I. movie with Clint Eastwood and Burt Reynolds, City Heat, with uh, 6.3 at number three on the list. And then finally, Starman. Woo, made it. <laughs> number six. <laughs> yeah, at 2.8 million. So um, there was even another sci-fi movie uh, that came out this weekend. Poor planning, perhaps, um, because I don't think any, I know Dune was not, super well received and kind of like this is an outlier in carpenter's career <laughs> david lynch's dune is uh, a big time outlier and not people's favorite movie of his so anyway that's the box office let's do everyone's favorite segment on nr84 rank the blank pew, pew, pew. William Defoe. Beautiful. This is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. 
this week's topic an alien you could fall in love with or at least date ashley okay, okay. what are some um options for alien partners okay well if you like furries oh my gosh there's chewbacca uh -huh. yeah. um all right if you're one of those trekkies you can try spock you if you value a sense of humor there's paul which is voiced by seth rogan if you like buff dudes, you can holler at Superman. What up? <laughs> <laughs> if you want holla. something, holla. If you want something platonic, perhaps ET is the way to go. Even Ewer. or, or if you're willing to die for hot sex, hard to beat the alien and species. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Great descriptions, Ashley. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what did our Instagram um, responders say? To a slightly different well, question. What did our fans say? Let's let's hear it. I'm curious. Well, the Instagram poll was originally most lovable alien, so it's quite different than which you set this up for. Oh, but, wow. We're going to translate um, most lovable into... So this is different. So most lovable is Baby Groot. So I don't know if that's good. You could take Baby Groot. He's pretty cute. He's old, like right? ET, I mean, no, not Baby Groot, but... Yeah. Groot is old, yeah. Um, Or Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Um, Aww. And one. yeah, and well, ET and Gizmo Drew. <laughs> so I I was gonna include Gizmo, but then he's a very rare ancient species, not a um alien. Uh, well, aren't we research. all aliens? Should we get, go down this rabbit hole? Nope. <laughs> uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Well. Cool. So those are um those are some lovable aliens, but we're gonna talk about aliens we love, Ashley. Um, <laughs> uh, of course, before or, you go, or or at least want to date, yeah, or exactly. That's or I, you know, I didn't want to get ahead of ourselves, so yeah. of course, we have Jeff Bridges as Starman, as a woohoo, quite lovable ow, ow. alien, at least for the dudes <laughs> on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Ashley, who is your choice for alien you could love? So, Diff I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose um, Lilu. And she's from Fifth Element because she's really extremely smart and she is a quick learner of everything. And she's the fifth element to save the world. I mean, no big deal. And she's a babe. Full name? Lilu Amani Lakoradiba Lumina Chai Alkabat de Sabat. Very nice. her hair color. Yeah. Corbin. Lumina Lakatariba Lamina Chai Ekbat de Sabat. That's what I said. That whole thing's your name, huh? Give a uh... a shorter version. <laughs> yeah. So Bruce Willis, do they fall in love? I mean, they. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they I do. They they get into like some sort of capsule where they're mm. stuck on top together. of each other. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the kissing scene in the film that we just watched. Less PG. They didn't. They didn't have any sex though. They just were on top mm -hmm. of each other naked kissing. That's. Yep. Okay. She's practically naked the whole movie. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Um, nice choice, Ashley. Thank um, you. Very um, uh, sex positive. So, yeah. for me, I'm gonna go with Scarlett Johansson's character in Under the Skin. Um, have y'all seen this movie? I have. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so Scar, Scar Joe's my like ultimate celebrity crush. By the way, so she's she's beautiful, undeniable. Um, I'm not. Uh, not picking this character purely because it's it's ScarJo though. I do think even though the character starts off on a mission to collect hitchhikers and um, kill everyone, kind of like feed them into this black pool that that you know uh, uh, decomposes them, and then the alien species that she's working for, you, I mean that she's part of, um, uses that for energy. Yeah. So. Uh, not necessarily a great first date, but over the course of the movie, um, she goes through some changes. And this does not describe the changes at all, but it's, 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 it's oh, awesome changes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, incredible score in the movie. But mm -hmm. the change that she undergoes is that she starts to develop. She has this rendezvous with a um, human with this uh, 
this uh, physical deformity it's it's some kind of disease that sort of is like maybe the similar to the elephant man disease mm -hmm. and she feels compassion for that person lets them go and then she kind of tries to leave the uh alien mission that she's on meets a guy and genuinely falls for him unfortunately when they try to have sex um it rips her human suit and yeah. um it rips it between the legs and she doesn't have female organs down there so he it's it's a very awkward uh very tragic scene but the point is she learns the ability to love yay yep. romantic derek <laughs> So I, this may be the first shout out to one of our friends that we've never mentioned before. Uh, Lo Logan and I have an ongoing feud of who Zoe Saldana would mm. much prefer, him or me. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm sure she has the same with her friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Logan or Derek? But she's Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. The first time mm. I saw this film, this character is so badass. Yep and is so clever and i've just got a short snippet that i'll play here i'm gonna die surrounded by the biggest idiots in the galaxy that's it okay <laughs> it's gonna be tough to choose the lady battle and starman there's a lot of overlap between her and lilu mm -hmm. right i mean in terms of their like their badassness so but she's not the fifth element Oof. That's a good point. <laughs> um, Saving okay, kind. Let's, let's start with the um, character from Starman. Starman. Um, <laughs> 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 where where are we? So we have three ladies, yeah, and then we have uh, Jeff Hell Bridges. Yeah. And keep in mind, you know, Starman is good, dude. His, I don't know. He's he's definitely not going to be in the top two, but he's. His acting was amazing, which I know doesn't come into context here. No. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to. Uh, well. Could you fall in love with Jeff Bridges? Yeah. Mm, no. No? No. Hmm. I mean, I might have Scar to. Joe. No. I might have she's, to put mine in last just because. Yeah. yeah she's evil. Yeah. No, but she changes. That I mean, I, I you, was. You wouldn't have a second date. You'd be dead. By the end of the movie, if you if you meet her, you know, before she gets burned alive, uh, unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, then you would have had a chance to have a, a you know, some kind of semblance of a, of a relationship. Sounds but, like a lot of baggage. Yeah, she does have <laughs> a lot of baggage. So, so um, ScarJo at number four. Yeah. Do we want to just put Starman at number three and then have your yeah. two? Yeah. Yeah. I think Lilo, Lilu, sorry, is number one. I'll give I it to so you, too. Ash. I'll give it to you. Wow, easy battle. I mean, I'm not giving it to you. You, you deserve it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> she kind of goes through um, <laughs> some of the same arc as Jeff Bridges' character. Like it, it, it uses the same device of her mm -hmm. having to learn how to interact with humans. Sometimes it's comedic. Sometimes it's, um, you know, cute and endearing. Uh, but she. You know, like you you put in your notes here, she learns really quickly, um, and she has the, an overall. She has like a really good heart too, so yeah. like that doesn't change throughout the movie. Frankly, um, one of the yeah. problems with Gamora and the like alien universe and Avengers is they're just people that they're they have all the same traits as humans, except she's green. Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, right? Are she's they? In, is she in too. Avengers too? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Everyone's in yeah. Avengers. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean, though, Derek? Like, she has yeah, superpowers, yeah. but she's not like, she doesn't come off as an alien. She just comes off as what we would want a human to be that was different, different color. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, technically, she is from another world in yeah. this universe, but, but yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just mean, it would be more, it's more interesting when the character, like the alien, undergoes some kind of transformation or you can contrast them with with humans um yeah. so then are we gonna yeah 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 are we gonna rearrange yeah, based on that Ooh, are we gonna do we should lilu starman gamora and then scarlett johansson's character i actually like that yeah, yeah. uh okay. starman you know like you know okay if i'm silly one night maybe 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Tuesday night. All right. On Tuesday. That note, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's almost time to sign off on new release radio for this week and give our final thoughts on Starman Would We Bone. But before we do, let's <laughs> listen to a cool new track that debuted all the way up at number 50 on this week's Top 100. Ashley, don't you love that announcer's voice on new release 1984? Yeah, it's so good. Very smooth. God dang. Oh, you, 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 you got yeah, a thousand miles. That was The Method of Modern Love by Holland Oates, the second single from their 1984 album, Big Bam Boom. Now, back to our feature presentation. Ashley, mm. how are the reviews for Starman? Not they were, your reviews. They were really positive. <laughs> <laughs> So they're good. People like it. Way more positive than I than I ex- kind of expected. Yeah, I was like an eighty-five percent, which is pretty high. Um, so this is a segment where I do two true critic reviews and a lie, or maybe three lies and one review, or what yes. you know. We'll we'll see what Whatever happens. Whatever the heck you want. Whatever I want. Yes, this is my favorite segment. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, first one. Starman contains the potential to be a very silly movie. But the two actors have so much sympathy for their characters that the movie advertises space fiction turns to one of 1984's more touching love stories. Mm. One. Okay. Mm. Two. Based off of your work week, there's no way you wrote that one. <laughs> two. <laughs> After the thing bombed in the box office, it made sense for Carpenter to reroute his movie with this with Matt or wait, so to reroute his movie magic with this lovable story. It's two. Hmm. Three. Okay. There is little that is original in Starman, but at least it has chosen good models. Harsh. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do, do four. Ooh, okay. whatever more. the fuck she wants. <laughs> uh, this movie made me want a star baby. Where's Bridges from 84 at? <laughs> well, that's Derek's. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just going to hmm. sit this one out. You guys, you figured out, Drew. First off, the I like the first review. Um, second off, I got off. Think, yeah. <laughs> I obviously Sorry. actually wrote the fourth one. Yeah, um, it's got to be the fourth one, right? Yeah. Who wouldn't want a star baby? She wrote two. She wrote three and four. Yeah, I'm blanking on what the second one was now. The second one was after the thing bombed in the box office. Oh, yeah. It made sense for Carbon to reroute his movie magic with a lovable story. Well, she didn't write that. I was gonna. I, I was know. gonna point Ashley out that could write that. Mm, mm. It's too much like context. I meant to say that the thing notoriously not only bombed but like uh, just got horrible reviews. It's really funny that a movie that is cynical and dark and um, awesome <laughs> like the thing <laughs> is just not what critics and, and audiences wanted, whereas this was like, you know, kind of like one of the worst things you could say about it is it is sort of a cheesy crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. Well, so what did I write? So we thought, so you wrote the fourth one and the third one, whatever that was said. That's what I'm calling. Um, I actually wrote the th- one with the thing in it. Oh, okay. and the star baby. So F you drew. <laughs> <laughs> Getting trickier every week. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Because it was a lovable story in comparison to the bomb of the what that the thing did in theaters. So the good thing about the thing is that there's no women in it. <laughs> All right, see you guys later. Have a good podcast for the rest of your lives without me. Ashley, come back. <laughs> okay, I'll come back. I'll come back. No, it's 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 like there's not a single female character. It's I mean it's it's sort of the point, not the point, but like it's it's. The fact that it can't have a romantic component in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it could have had a, a homosexual one, but it just removes romance entirely from the picture and focuses on paranoia instead. Um, mm. All right, Ashley, good job on your reviews. Thank How you, How about the awards picture? Did this movie win any awards? It did win one. It was nominated for a lot of awards, but the 
cool fact about that is Jeff Bridges was nominated for the Academy Awards for Best Actor. He did not win, but it made um, Starman the only film by John Carpenter to receive an Academy Award nomination. Whoa, nice. He was also nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Best Actor, but did Mm. not get that either. Um, he did win, however, he did win, um, best spot, best spot, the best actor for the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. So he did win that. He won a Saturn Award. You wouldn't think that Jeff Bridges would get that sort of award. Like, I didn't know that this was under his belt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You you think Big Lebowski. Well, he's an incredible actor. I mean, like, yeah, he's yeah, he's he's won an Academy Award, I think, for Crazy Heart. Um, where he plays oh, a country I singer. Forgot um, about that movie. So he's gotten his due over over time, but this was probably a early showcase for him. Could have been a showcase for Tom Cruise. Yeah, or Kevin Bacon. Yeah, or Michael Douglas. Other, <laughs> yeah, those were the other people that they were considering, Ashley. Yeah, for the, his role. Jeff Bridges did a great job. I'm glad yeah, that, no, that the other been, guys didn't get it. That would have been very distracting. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> although interesting <laughs> to see Tom like hamming it up in this part. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. What about uh, Ashley Alliteration Awards? Okay, I have some I have some yeah. kind of alliterative awards. It's a little, it's a hodgepodge. So <laughs> uh, the first one is the Light Bright Out of Sight with that star Power Might All Right All Right Award. <laughs> what? Whoa. That was dope, bro. Yeah, that was like Am a, I a rapper. Um, Eat poetry or slam poetry. You're like, oh, this there's a little one here. Say it again. <laughs> Light bright out of sight with that star power might. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Award. So that's one. Um, and then this one's more kind of like a poem as well. <laughs> um, stargazing with the sky ablazing and a side of extraterrestrial raisin. Man, <laughs> talking about you, this, talking about the star baby. <laughs> the California raisin. Too much Wu Tang, huh? Um, and then I have Maybe a baby by that Karen Allen lady award, and that's it. <laughs> you, the names of your awards are great, but they give very little indication as to what is being awarded. Yeah, I'm awarding do- this. I'm awarding the first one. I'm awarding how cool all the light effects okay. are. Got it. The yeah, second, yeah. so light effects. So this, and the second one is how quickly he impregnated her award. <laughs> nice <laughs> and the third one also has to do with the baby so same I guess. yeah <laughs> wow okay <laughs> so you did like that part of the movie apparently you well, I, like Jeff Bridges. I think well i think Jeff bridges is the babe but yeah, yeah. that was that's that's well established um mm-hmm. let's go ahead and rank this movie on a scale of one to 84 on how 80s it is considering music wardrobe actors and of course 80s tropes. So I singled out a couple 80s tropes here that we've actually alluded to. Um, the corrupt hick was the the deer hunter um, who was not very hospitable. The naked on arrival is Terminator. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff yeah, Bridges. Right? yeah, like Terminator. Exactly. Um, out of the inferno. Was it Terminator? <laughs> well, yeah, Terminator and like that Andy Samberg explosion video. Where they're parodying like all the action movies where somebody oh. walks out of walks out of a fire in slow mo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in this case, like Jeff shout Bridges out Jamie. Flowing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out uh, special guest Jamie. And trademark favorite food, which we discussed, is apple, apple pie. For apple pie. So rhubarb. There's some, there's some tropes. Um, what about the rest of the categories, Ashley? Uh, Jeff Bridges, pretty pretty well known actor. Same with Karen Allen. Uh, what movie I would say was she's she, an ooh, 80s la, actor. He's more know. of an 80s actor than I think Jeff Bridges. He peaked later. Okay. Well, Karen Allen for sure. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, music, lots of synthy stuff going on. Not enough, mm-hmm. frankly. Not, not, yeah, not enough for you, but there was some synthesizer stuff going on. Um, and of course, John Comp- John Carpenter being involved. The genre. I mean, like yeah. just it being the genre carpenter. The genre <laughs> carpenter. They call him. Um, <laughs> Not the Jeff Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> um, wardrobe and eh. the cars. Eh. No, because the like Mustang wasn't. Seventies Mustang. Yeah, it wasn't from the eighties. Ooh. Yeah. Still a beautiful car. Damn. Yeah. Well, what about the um, heads-up display it had on the the windshield? With like the red, um, oh yeah, graphic. Yeah, that, that's uh, <laughs> the mapping feature, the geo. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny how like um, I watched the thing and it has almost no 
computer generated effects. This didn't have much either, <laughs> aside from that and some at the beginning and then the glowing um, halo around him when he walks out of the flames. Yeah, yeah. That stuff holds up terribly, but like all the all the practical effects in in, in the thing and in this, like the baby stretching mm -hmm. holds up one hundred percent. So um it's hmm. it's hard to predict how certain things are gonna age, but those those did like re like repo man style give it an eighties aesthetic <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, this isn't gonna crack the top no. of the list, but it's in the it's in the upper to mid to upper seventies, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. Cause I was thinking of even the comparison to like a night of the comet, and that was much yeah. more eighties. So yeah, I would say yeah, like it's like seventy four. Oh, never ending stories at seventy four. That was definitely. More I think 80s. it's comparable. I mean, yeah, maybe a little lower, seventy three, seventy. Yeah, Derek, what do you think? What are you computing? So, uh, give me a second. And just for listeners, we're right now the top five is Beverly Hills Cop, The Terminator, Night of the Comet, The Toxic Avenger, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, those are our top five. This movie doesn't, this movie lacks a certain campiness or, right. you know, like 80s humor. Maybe it had less love and more sci-fi. Just kidding. <laughs> we should have watched Dune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my calculator. So practical effects, 30. They were so good. Yep. The moment mm -hmm. that his ship landed and destroyed the entire forest that it landed in was a crazy, like, uh, Pyrotechni pyrotechnics yeah. like job that was mm -hmm. crazy um computer generated effects um i give it a 7.5 okay oh okay Might have a first half they, they, well they only do it a couple of times you know like that map on the the uh, dash well the yes windshield dash. yeah windshield <laughs> thank you you're welcome and also the old 80s there was a cigarette machine in one of the last scenes before mm. they went out into the the crater in the old diner and being on the road mm -hmm. in 1984 gets a 15 for me yeah like if you were to be on the road in in 84 they did a good job of doing that so we're at 52.5 right. and then hair clothes cars vegas 25 so we're at 77.5. Wow. That works. Okay. Yeah. So high 70s, like you guys said. So yeah. I think we're all in agreement. We said I mid put, to low, but that puts it right behind Ninja <laughs> Three. Is about right. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm it's, happy with it's, that. It's so earnest. Like I like I was saying, like if it, maybe if it was didn't take itself as seriously, it would feel more 80s. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the only thing holding it holding it back. It's not a bad thing. The cheese. Um, Carpenter, well, he would he had it both ways. Big trouble in a little China and they live go hard on the campiness, but earlier in his career, I don't think he was trying to be campy at all. That was Carpenter? A big trouble? Yeah. 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 No, no that came right after this. Way. Yeah. I did not know that, man. <laughs> it was a wow. he was on a crazy run. He was making Ooh, a movie a year and then I all dig it. Classics. I'm glad he eventually came back to Halloween, but who knows? Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. That's crazy. He was the king of the 80s. So this might be controversial. Our recommendation. Are we mm -hmm. going to recommend uh -oh. somebody watch it, remake it, or skip it? Ashley, we'll start with you. <laughs> I will skip it. And I was actually texting my friend about Yikes. it and saying, um, they had some cool parts, but I don't recommend it. So okay, I'll skip it. Derek? It's tough because it's, you know, I would say definitely watch it. You yeah. don't need to rewatch. There's no remake. But the fact that it's an alien and it turns into a love story kind of, you know, vibe is, is interesting because you think it's going to go a completely different other way or a completely other, you know, direction. Other way different. <laughs> other way difference. Uh... Yeah. If you're a fan of Carpenter and somehow haven't seen it like me, definitely watch it. Um, if you like sci-fi movies, I mean, I, I definitely, I recommend a, a watch. I, I, it's, yeah. it's not the most enthusiastic recommendation and I wouldn't like force it on, on, on someone, um, but I would feel 
confident saying that they would enjoy it. So would you rewatch it with someone? Yeah, I'll rewatch it eventually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or okay. somebody that's never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a so well put together, especially given the technology at the time. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost avoids having to rely on it too much because it turns into uh, a romance like like we've discussed. So, yeah. And if you like Jeff Bridges uh, shirtless. Highly yep. recommend. Highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> what about the um, sequel with Star Baby, Ashley? You want to see that? Um, I could see Star Baby was more sci-fi. I mean, okay, you're a broken record, no. just like the one they found in the in space. Yeah, well, glad they found it, but don't need to make love to it. Um, I yeah, mean, at least it's a perfect setup. Some of the movies you would have to force the 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 sequel or you know force a remake. I feel like in this case, at least plot wise, there's a perfect setup. No, it's not necessary, but it would work. Yeah, I hope he turns his one sphere and turns it and like smashes it and turns into all these little spheres and he has like little powers mm, that'd be rad <laughs> oh like they don't have the full power of the, the uh-huh, one, of the but... whole sphere but he has like i can i don't know jump yeah. over this building or something crazy start, start writing the script <laughs> um okay I'll, I'll pass this time but maybe maybe in the future <laughs> so he has a bunch of little little pebbles. star powers yeah star pebbles you yeah. might be Aww. having a star baby well hopefully... <laughs> stay tuned is the, wouldn't that be like dipping dots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because exactly. that, that was the ice cream from space. So, what are we going to put in our wax museum to memorialize this movie? This is where we take something from the movie, usually random and inanimate and dumb, and um, <laughs> put it in our um, hall of fame. So, which Charlie Sheen keeps. Organized. Yeah, he's our janitor. I think we might be. This is pretty obvious. Oh, really? Okay, good. Maybe we could put Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator in his place because he's a robot. Sure. Yeah, he wouldn't get tired of sweeping. Um, There's an obvious one from my perspective. So, what are we going to put in the wax museum? A bunch of balls. (laughs) Like a ball pit? Yeah, oh. a ball pit with just metal um, balls. And it metal ball pit. Oh, okay. Well, how about they'll just be like, coated and like they'll look like they're metal, but they're fun to play with and not. Oh, but you so you can jump in and just play with it. Yeah, like a ball pit, and then it's like bright lights, like underneath it and on top. I think that'd be cool. I like that. Yeah. What about apple pie? Oh yeah, we're serving that. <laughs> oh there's yeah. Gonna, there's gonna be a little diner. Yeah. Wax apple pie. Um. No, we have to have food. We have to have like a food part. This well, is they make get food huge. out of wax. Those that candy, right? Like the wax lips. Yeah. Those or are, like everybody the loves cheese. those. <laughs> no one, they're yeah, no the one greatest. Yeah. No one eats them really. It's like nineteen eighties Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> you got wax lips from this house. Oh, you didn't get a full. So candy. you don't want um, Jeff Bridges's waxy um, bod. <laughs> <laughs> hanging upside down in the museum mm, no <laughs> okay well <laughs> fair enough it's better like it's better to use the mental image than to kind of you know get too used to it i guess yeah i already have my 84 boyfriend so right yeah don't need him um well good for you um and good for us that's the end of our discussion on Starman. next week our podcast is coming pretty much full circle when yes. we watch this dance yes. extravaganza. Woo. Yeah. Woo. If you've never felt it, it before, you feel it now. Break into Electric Boogaloo. The Ultimate Breakers, Kelly, Ozone, and Turbo are back. Yes. Yeah, they're all back. For everyone yes. who believes in the beat. And the beat's never been better. Ooh. <laughs> Break into Electric Boogaloo, rated PG. Yes. Starts Wednesday at a theater near you. Can we so, say that that may have been one of our favorite films of 84? You can say that. I'm going to say that. I, did really I think like it. We, we have been so stoked for this for so long. Like two Yeah. Months. Well, it's only been eight months since we started this podcast. And it's wild to think that we already have nostalgia 
for our own, <laughs> our own viewing experiences Long from earlier <laughs> in this year. But this will probably be the only time when we ever get to watch uh, uh, the first movie in a series and the sequel have, in the have same come out in the year. same year. That's mm-hmm. highly unusual. Um, they really cranked this this puppy, puppy out. out. Yeah. <laughs> so we are going to be watching Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Can't Ooh, wait. In addition to that, we're going to be making um, some exciting announcements oh. about what we're going to be doing as we go into next year with the podcast. So stay tuned for that. And if you want to be at the top of the list, subscribe to the podcast by searching new release 1984 on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get intergalactic podcasts. That's a wrap. (laughs) Then the music. Gotta go back to 84 guys. See you later.